podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. It is the eve of Christmas Eve. We have Kim Eric Peterson's saxophone remix in. We're in the trenches, dude. How are you? I'm fucking ill today. You're con- boy. congested to fuck land. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm not tip top, as they say. So um, my, my apologies for my, my whatever the fuck I sound like. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you sound like a very different human than what we're, we're used to hearing from where I'm sitting. Right, here, here I am. Here you are. Well, the good news is you're, you're flying this week. We're kind of both flying this week. Yeah, we both put it. I mean, we both had Kane and Son, which was obviously good. Only one of us had Digney, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, you know, good good day to be alive for, for once. And uh, not, not capping against Palace saved you. Oh, yeah. Everyone can suck my dick on Slack. <laughs> tools, tools sending in 20 essays and an actual essay about me being a knob that was not appreciated. But here we go. The fucking. 30-pointer instead of four was big for me. But, yeah, I got 80, so everything's looking good. Son is just incredible. He's such a good player. Oh, my God, he's so good. He's not getting enough credit for the open net goal, which is really difficult and a ridiculous angle, and he's fine. Yeah, Um, 21. 21. Very good. You got the— I wrote in Lambs. I wrote in Lambs. was like waiting for an explosion right on cue. Yeah, right on cue. You're right. You did write that. The uh, you also got the Kiko and Chambo cleans in. You got the fucking <laughs> Kev, Kev goal and two baps. Like you had a fucking insane week. Yeah, I, it was just so lucky. I, I mean, yeah. the Newcastle fallen game was such nonsense. I don't even know what was going on there, but um, it was like the Watford. shortest match of the day highlights ever. It yeah. was like two minutes. I mean, West Ham could have easily scored three in that game. I oh have no. God. Foster was just on his head the whole time. I yeah. have no idea how they kept it clean, but yeah, it's just my rotating fuckboys at defense. It doesn't matter because when Sonny Boy gets twenty-one and everything else is going well, and the paper's over, the four point three million guys. But yeah, I got you know really lucky there, and then obviously, as you mentioned, Kevin coming in with the accidental goal, and I mean, <laughs> obviously, Baps he plays like eight minutes and just gets so many bonus points. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's good. I, I also benefit from the Kev accidental goal with my very bullshit Bill of a side pass assist lead right up to the leading right up to the accidental goal. So hey, goal wouldn't have happened without the side pass. So I will take all, that all day. That's the only way Bill gets points in this game, and he got one for me, so it's good. So you had a different ta- I mean, I was just in the doldrums until today because everything was shit. But you started off with a 15 from Van Dyck. Yeah, Friday was good. The, Saturday was yeah, bad. Saturday going into like blank city. And then you have 36 points today. So you finished on 71. How, how's that feeling? Oh, it feels incredible. I went up, I went up 70k, and after after Saturday, after yesterday, I think I was down 100k or something. So that swing of today is like 170k basically of today. Just getting the Sun Kane halls, which is ridiculous. I mean, I had Friday VVD 15 pointer. Saturday I had all blanks except the Bilva assist. And then today, fucking disgusting haul. So, yeah, I, I feel great. I mean, 
I, I looked up VVD stats because me and Derek watched a game together and we were talking about how like lately he's just kind of decided to attack and he's getting these assists and goals. And the stats actually back it up. Like since game week 14, the Everton game, he's he's fourth in touches in the box, first in shots, first in shots in the box, tied for second big chances created, fifth in XG. Of defenders. Of defenders. So it's just like, God, he is just, he's just the best thing ever. And he luckily for me and other owners decided to start attacking. And so I'm getting a lot of points from him now. So it's great. Yeah, his finish is nice. Yeah, really, really nice. All right, let's do housekeeping, then we can move on. So I want to give you your moment in the sun with your cane, your Spurs prediction coming true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do housekeeping. So shout out to FML Field Prizes such Mug League Leader for December with the pileup still, still fucking in the pileup. It's uh, Chris Eagles, I think, right now will be in the top spot. Captmo Monster Week ninety two. I looked at his rank. He was one hundred seventy k at the beginning of December when you know December mug started. Now he's down to seventeen k. It's fucking insane. Um, shout out Goal Scores Challenge League leader so far. Still Magic Mike despite the blank this week. And lastly, shout out top of the FMLPL Public League. Still Pajolski still ticking along. Now he's up to tenth overall. That's a good job by him. All right, yeah, let's go. So what do you want to say about Spurs? So it's Sunday, we're potting. It's fresh on the mind was the fuck fest, the yes. sixth goal. So, you know, you were talking about Kane and Spurs last week. I was kind of putting it down more to them benching their good players, and you were kind of talking about the fixture. So what did you see in the in the Everton game today with Spurs? Yeah, it was everything I wanted. I mean, it was against a bus last week. It, it was It was the... Double-edged fuckfest of last week was not only a bust, but not all of the first eleven. Like no Erickson, no Sun last week in the starting eleven, and that's so. Both things were so ridiculously massive. And then to go against a team with without their superstar defensive midfield and Ghana Gay, who play really high line, attacking, aggressive football, Everton, and you know, kudos to Silva, like. He fucking went for it. Like he thought that this was a winnable fixture, so he went for it. But Spurs first eleven was just slicing through. I mean, Kane had Kane had old Kane type of stats. He had like eight shots. He was just everywhere in the box. Really good XG and Sun too was just ton of shots. Everyone creating chances. They were just on the break all the time. Nice goals. It was just. It was just absolute route. It was just fun. It was just absolute fun to watch. Yeah, Spurs looked really good, obviously. It was so funny because you, I'm going to call you out, but you and other people after Liverpool, you're like, why do we have Kane? Fuck Kane. We should have oh, Momo. Yeah. the best oh, player. I mean, here's it. Kane. Yeah. yeah, and now Kane's like, hey, guys. It's 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 still, though, it does come down to the point. Lamella, I, I, was, I watched, uh, part, was watching parts of the game, but we weren't talking about how fucking frustrating is Lamella? I oh cannot stand him. He came on and he immediately just like blunted everything. He like takes too many touches. He's like fucking, I don't know, just a small aside. He was just pissing me off so much. But. <laughs> I mean, he created a chance and got an assist, so that's fine. But yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a downgrade when the stars come off for Spurs. But yeah, but that's so the good. thing. It, it's like they have him or Lucas or, you know, they had some fucking RAF pilot. What was his name? Trips or... Dips or what? Scipio? 
Scipio, that fucking guy. Like they're playing all these <laughs> trips or dips. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. Wait, like they play these fucking jokes instead of Ollie Erickson. Like they're not going to be free flowing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what we saw against Burnley. So, and it's it's a really good sign because home Bournemouth, home Wolves are exactly the same types of teams that are not going to sit back and park. So they right. could they could score three plus in both those games. No surprise. I mean, at Cardiff could be another story. But for the next two, at least, it's looking good for Spurs. Yeah, right. At Cardiff, even though it's right before the break, so who knows what they'll do with the rotation and rest and yeah. stuff. But at Cardiff is the exact type of game that, yeah, where we might just see, like, Kane and a bunch of fuck faces that can't do anything. And then, but yeah, home Bournemouth, home Wolves, like, those are tough games. Like, you have to play well to beat them, and you have to play your best team to beat them. And, you know, Spurs are fucking good when they play their first 11, so. Yeah. Um, so I also definitely want to touch on United because yeah, they, we haven't yeah. talked about United basically since game week four when we sold their defense. But what are we doing here? We've got the little wee hobbit lad managing them. It looks like uh, the tails are up and they're looking good. Yeah, we got three questions. I mean, we got more than three questions in, but here's three. We got Dan Naylor on Slack. With the huge sample size of just one game, Manu attackers seem more interesting. Feels like, though, with Rom committed to a diet heavy on carbs and fried foods, it's hard to evaluate who's best between Rashford, Martial, Lukaku, along with maybe even Sanchez. We got Max Football on Twitter. Decision to go with United Assets or not suddenly feels like a major season-defining moment. I love the I love like the drama-filled questions. And Hubbub on Twitter. <laughs> Are you still going to bring in Richarlison for Bilva, which is the move that I was going to do last week? Or after this week, or are you tempted by some of the menu fit, uh, midfielders, for example, Lingard, Marshall, etc. Given the fixtures, the fixtures are absurdly good. Yeah, it's similar to kind of when we were getting Kane and Son, and we were looking at the fixture run. And United do have that type of a fixture run for the for the real long foreseeable future till probably I guess March or so. It starts getting a little bit trickier. Yeah, but- end of February they have Liverpool, and then they have two tough games in March. Yeah, the thing that's interesting to me about United versus the other—I mean, "quote unquote" top teams are that their players are cheap as fuck, except for Rom. So, you know, Rashford seven, their best midfielder Paul Pogba seven point eight, and then they have Martial and Lingard seven three six seven respectively. I mean, they're really affordable assets. What do you do? You think it's time to just buy or just pick a guy, or what do you? Or you, do you think we need more more games? It's so funny because you see all the United fans come out and just they're all like triple price rising this week. Every single guy you just named is just flying price rise every single day. They're all going to go up. I mean, yeah, I do. I do think that they're probably reasonable options. I mean, the one thing that really worries me is well, two things I guess is like what Dan said, it's just one game and Cardiff were horrible and it was a free kick goal on a pen and a deflection. You know, it wasn't like they weren't putting up like five XG in a fucking like city type of route or something like that. It was like a weird, you know, kind of some of the goals are fluky, but they looked good. And then also Solskjaer said, he basically said that everyone's going to rotate. Like he said in a press conference, every player needs to know they're going to get their chance, going to get this chance. It's the nature of how it is in England. We have to rotate and the fixture pile up and all that shit. So I don't know how to read that. I mean, Lukaku's away on, on like bereavement or something. And so Rash, you'd think is nailed for like next two or three. And, and that's really good. 
Marshall, I I don't know. Alexis is like I feel like not in the picture at all. So maybe Marshall can keep just hold down the left wing spot. But I think Paul is really the one who's like definitely the most nailed because uh, there's no Paul's there's no one who can do to. any of the things that he can do in the entire squad as far as I can see. So what about Fredinho? Fredinho can fucking <laughs> fucking five five. I'm bringing in Fred. Um, so you're you're buying Pogba right now as we talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm really tempted to make him my move for Bilba. Oh my god, are you kidding me? On my ten commandments of FPL is never that's one like, of the ten commandments is never buy Paul Pogba. That's like all ten of them. That's Each like one yeah, is it's that. like at least nine. Yeah. You so, need to like. We need producer Nate to do a quick cut of you just fucking slagging Paul. Oh, I right mean, now. I'd slag him till the fucking sun goes down. But <laughs> you know, I I don't know what else to say. Like, he's really good. I I can't get over the sex sex appeal. I'm just like a sex merchant, sex addict, sex merchant. I yeah, that's that's the guys I'm always attracted to. The fucking like tricky fucking show offs, you know who. Might not be the best pick. I, I think Rashford is probably the safest best pick right now. With the price, he should be playing striker for like the next three-ish until Rom is back. We'll have to see what's going on. He's really good. He's getting a lot of shots. He's the main man kind of down the middle. I like that. Um, I feel like Lingard's prone to rotation. Martial maybe more prone to rotation. They still have like Mata, Alexis, guys like that. So yeah, I guess Rashford would be my pick, but I'm very I'm excited by Paul. Yeah, I I don't think Martial would be my pick. I think of this bunch. Yeah, um, I think he's like the best. I'm just trying to that's like the thing is like, yeah. Not only that, but I mean we're talking about rotation, but with Alexis out and Rom out, Mata can play Lingard's position like kind of central, but he's not going to play Mata left wing. Like they lose so much doing that. So I don't really see that many replacements for Martial in the squad. Hurt? Yeah, I think he's been hurt for a while. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. yeah, he's just dead. He's been dead for a month or so. So I feel like Martial is relatively safe. I mean, 7-3. Lingard is very interesting to watch this last, like today or yesterday, rather. He was just all over the place. He was electric. And you know, slotting that Peno is interesting. If he's going to be 6-7 on Penos, obviously Paul misses them for fucking fun. And Lukaku's dog shit at Pens as well, even if he's on the pitch. So... That is something. I mean, Lingard yeah, definitely, really I think, is the thing. most rotation prone. But at six seven on pens, and he's kind of he's like in the middle of a lot that they do. I mean, I never had Lingard. I don't think I've I haven't owned Lingard since he was like sub five, like two or three years. I ago. I owned him last year he, when he was <laughs> flying. Yeah, I mean, I I've rated him since last year. Like last year to me was his fucking coming out party, and then he was he was good for England too, and like he's just good, but. This has been a hard season for him and all of Manchester United attackers, I think. Yeah, but that's the thing, is turning the page and not thinking about how yeah. fucked up and what a just disjointed mess they were. The other thing with Lingard, I mean, to an extent, all these players is none of them have been playing 90 every week. You know, he's got his, he should have his legs as long as he's been fit yeah. and training. I mean, he's had his spells of not playing for long stretches, started the last four, but... You know, in terms of rotation, it's the same kind of thing that we've been kind of talking about. It's kind of off book for us to suddenly be shy of rotation because we see where everyone's gets rotated. Everyone on the top team yeah. gets rotated, especially yeah. in this fixture period. So to me, I'm like not trying to think about that too much. And if it's like a tie break, then maybe that could be a, 
a decision, but f- for example, I would rather have Martial or Lingard instead of Paul. I think right now because they have the goals. Yeah, in, I mean, right. You know, Paul's got the vine merchant and the little assists and the weighted balls in him. But if Paul's not on pens to give him that little extra, where it would na- you know a pen would basically be an eight point goal for him because he's I mean, going to get the only way balls. he's going to ever score fucking goals. Yeah. With that, so yeah. with that with that gone, I, I like Lingard and Martial a lot more. Yeah. And Rashford as well. You know, I I. I Seven seven million is really cheap. I'm sure it'll be seven two or something or seven three even by uh, by Wednesday. We'll see. But at that price, you can't really go wrong for as like you know as kind of erratic as he is. Seven million is a really good price. And with they with the fixtures and with them looking like they're enjoying life again, home Huddersfield, home Bournemouth at Newcastle. You know they have it's home absurd. Brighton, home Burnley. That the fixtures are stupid. So it does does definitely seem like it's a good time to. Get one, if not two, assets. You know, it's yeah. the kind of thing. If you have Callum, like, do you want to hold Callum yeah, over this? A lot this of tough... people are going Callum to Rash. Yeah, right now. I yeah. would definitely make that transfer if you have no other issues. Like, you got to chase some upside there because Bournemouth fixtures are, you know, not great. So that's the kind of thing I'm into that. So it is nice to have United back. It's just that, if anything, it, for the attack, anyway, it, it diversifies teams a lot more, which is always fun. You know, that, yeah, I think that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite thing of the weekend by far was the United performance, just because of the gives us some extra players in the pool that we can all look at, and right, that's right, always right. more fun. So. Yeah, it's not just get Richarlison in and hold him for ten weeks for every single team in the top ten. K. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I, and back to Martial though. You know, we've talked about Martial a lot. You've had him for a stretch earlier this season. Yeah. To me, he's just the most clinical goal scorer in the in the side that's fit right now. So for that, you know, for those reasons, I love him. So seems yeah, good. I think it's, you're right. I think you're right on that evaluation. I like your picks. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like Paul. I mean, we know what Paul can do from open play. He's not going to score any goals. He's just going to Ruben Neves his life away. But he's going to create a lot of chances. He's good and he's reliable and he should be playing 90 every week because he's just a fucking unit that never doesn't play 90 when, you know, it's not Mourinho. So, you know, there's, there's thing, there's reasons to have him, but yeah, you'd rather have the goal scorers. Like, I think you're right there. When are, I'm looking at this. I could, I could do a cheeky hit and bring Rashford and Lingard in for Bob and Kearney. Yeah. Price rises. I don't, they haven't happened yet. I don't think. I don't. Uh, point two. I could still afford it. Okay, I don't have to do anything crazy today. Yeah, I, talk about I don't it have to do it yet. I don't think. But ah, oh, fuck, I'm tempted. Okay, anyway, wait, should I do it right now? Should I just do? But I have Mitro. Like, is Mitro even worse than Callum? I don't know. Mitro's been. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but price changes are kind of soon, huh? Yeah, let's just Mitch. look for one sec. Yeah, I mean Lingard, Martial, Rashford, Pogba are all going up. <laughs> Really? And Ings and Salah. Yeah, and Rashford already went up last night. Rashford went up already to seven. He was six nine yesterday. Yeah. And he's gonna go up tonight again. I don't know, man. I mean I definitely want to get rid of Bill, so maybe do I go Martial? Get him back. Or Lingard. Well, either way, I guess it doesn't make just wait. Just you yeah, can I can afford one. it. I can. It doesn't matter yeah, for point one, right? Because you can afford either. Yeah, I'd rather wait. All right, let's wait. Yeah. Um, right. Speaking of Everton, like I just mentioned, Rich. Also, I mean, they obviously got like fucking thumped today, but their run is not something that should be ignored. I don't think. I mean, it's really, really good for eight games. It's only three home, but 
the teams they're playing are bad, and so I'm interested. I mean, Rich, he got moved out to the wing, and and Calvert-Lewin played striker, and Rich only had one shot, which was kind of, like, annoying and disappointing. Siggy looked good. Um, his we, goal is fucking crazy. His goal is outstanding and a total bullshit Rich assist, but that's fine. Um and Dean, I mean, you know, Everton defense not the tightest ship, you know, around, but Dean is so attacking and they should keep some cleans in this run, I think, right? I definitely think they'll keep a few cleans. Um especially well, it's, first of all, Gomez going down was a problem. I don't know what his deal is, but with him and Gay out, that suddenly is a bit questionable. Gay is all I, that matters, like for defensively. Like Gomez, defensively, Gomez is yeah. amazing, but without Gay, dude, they like Tom Davies just can't do any of the things that Gay can do. He's no. like literally their Conte. He's that vital to yeah. their side. Yeah, they need him back in there. But if assuming that they have him maybe back in next game or two, yeah, I, I think. I think Dean is definitely a good pick um, at five. You know, he almost he had a really nice ball in today. He he's good. He's just a good. Pick. He's just good, um, and he's on those frees and corners and stuff. And yeah, he's just good. Yeah, he's a good pick. Um, in terms of the midfield, though, yeah, Rich was very weird today. He got the assist on like a side pass. He had a, a Bill Bilva assist today. Bernardo yeah, assist, basically yeah. Bernardo a Bernardo Silva assist. So everyone knows who we're talking about, <laughs> but. I still think that Rich is a good pick for this near term, but suddenly don't like him more than the men United assets. That's it's what I was going to bring up. That's who yeah, he's competing against now. Yeah, it's a little bit knee-jerky to say after just this one game, but I Rich has not been pulling up trees, and Everton are a little bit of an erratic side, and you know, Rich's stats consistently feel like they've been a little bit underwhelming, and he's, you know, he... He's putting away chances, and he's been ticking ticking along just fine. But Everton don't have the upside of scoring four or five goals in a game like we see this United team cam when they're all fit and firing and playing open. So I think that I would rather take a punt on you know a Martial or a Lingard than than getting rich in. But it's close. It's he's tough definitely because a high, their yeah. fixtures have been really tough lately. You know, like mm-hmm. in this last run, they've played. Uh, away Chelsea, away Liverpool, away City, home Spurs today, and in between was home Newcastle, home Watford, which are not great either. Yeah, you know, I mean, so none, none of those games those... are going to score three plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had two returns in those three easy games. He definitely is a high floor pick. Seven M, you can't fault it. Yeah, um, he's I guess it good. just depends. He's good. A lot of people have held him as well. So if you have him, you probably hold because that's pretty sidewaysy. If you want to do something like Rich to Lingard, they're both good assets, but. I would probably rather have want to gamble and have a little bit more fun and get one of those flashy new guys than go with Rich. But you know he's fine. He's gonna tick. He's still gonna tick. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said that he's only he has like what two double returns on the season. He has not been really explosive, Rich. So it's no, like it's more fun to maybe go with like the wild pun, even though it's probably dumb. But you're also not gonna get that burned by Rich, you know, like. Yeah, he's he's usually like a seven pointer when he returns or something like that. Like, not good on bones because he's kind of the winger model. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still think he's really, really good. It's hard one. It's hard. I think it's like we might just be being attracted by the shiny new toy. It might just be as simple as that. Like, and Rich has been a good pick since game week one, and we're just bored of it. Maybe that's possible. Yeah. 
Because he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. Um, lastly, I think we should touch on City Attack before we go on some questions. And Steven on Twitter said, are we at all worried about owning too much City Attack, two or more, now that United and Spurs show they can get five-plus pass and Salah's proving his value again? I've capped Sterling four weeks in a row, and it feels bad. I mean, so the stats-wise, last three matches was starts, was starts with the Chelsea match. City are ninth in XG and 11th in big chances. And usually in stats like that, City are by far first, like way ahead of Liverpool even. So I don't know. They're in a weird funk right now, and I'm having a hard time evaluating them. They certainly are missing Dilv, David yeah, Silva. Big time missing him. Um, it just doesn't help with all the fuckery also in midfield that they keep playing like very different lineups every game. I think maybe Pep needs to rain it. needs to maybe chill a little bit with rotating. He's been rotating a lot. And that's definitely hurting them for sure. Cause you watch them play and, you know, with Gundogan and Mara, everyone's coming in and out of the team and they have these poor performances. We watch them, you know, we've been watching them. It, Playing Jesus again, we, we've been talking about this, but playing Jesus over a fit Aguero is indefensible to me. I cannot comprehend that. I mean, Jesus is still young. He could still develop into something, but it is, it doesn't take a footballing genius to watch them play with Kuhn and then watch them play with Jesus and see how much they miss. Um, Jesus just always runs into the same spaces that, you know, either Sane is or, or Raz is and Kuhn drops deep at the right times. He's a clinical finisher. He can take shots that are not tap-ins and he just gives them an added dimension. Kevin off the bench, you know, that's a tough one. It, it's a tough one for you, especially as a City fan watching them. Granted, Home Palace looked like an absolute three-point banker. But it's a very tough thing if I were a City fan and I watched him start Kev midweek in some bullshit cup game and then yeah, have him play 15 that's, minutes that's on the weekend. That's not okay. I'd be That's furious. not fine. And yeah, I would be very furious. I would not be able to take that sitting down because it's, it just shouldn't, it shouldn't happen, period. It's a simple shouldn't happen thing. So these are things that I'm thinking about. It's reminding me a lot of last pod. We're talking about Spurs. You know, Spurs are playing their shitty players. They're having shitty performances. They put in Ali, Son, Erickson, Kane, and they fucking blow the doors down. So give me a lineup next week with Sané, Sterling, De Bruyne, Kuhn. Like, don't fucking play Gundogan. He's a piece of shit. He's a joke. Put Fernandinho back in there and in the engine room, just Genia shielding the back four. Yeah. Just shield the back four and put your fucking good players in. Like, Bilv... Kevin, Sane, Sterling, Kuhn. The team picks a fucking self. Just stop rotating everyone. It's crazy. So I think that we're going to see five or six goals from them because they're going to have a reaction from this game. And I would definitely be chilling out if you have your city players. I think selling Sterling is insane to me. I can't even comprehend that. It's just, it's too much hindsight bias and just looking at the last couple games. I mean, he did score off the bench two games ago. Obviously, he has two blanks bookending that and he was rested before, but this is a player that puts twenty has put has twenty pointers in him. He's already put a twenty pointer up. He's got four double digit hauls this season already. And again, you know, oftentimes when he doesn't play, he gets zero minutes. So he's coming out. You get your bench player anyway. So I think you just have to be patient with the city players. The the, the quality is there and it's going to come. But I think it's been their performances lately have been a function to the, the rotation and just not first choice, not optimal lineups really. That's my read on it. It's pretty pretty definitive because I've been thinking about it a lot because I have three city and I've kind of always wanted as many shares in city attack. I mean, I take what your point with you know ninth and XG last handful of games is is fucking awful and that's no nowhere near where they should be. But again, I, I think it's just been the lineups have been really bad. The midfields have been bad and it it's been a reflection of that. Yeah, Neil Neil on the Anfield Wrap had a good quote where he said that. 
City are the best perfect team and Liverpool are the best imperfect team. Meaning like when City are not clicking on all cylinders, they're this. They're dropping points and they're looking kind of bad and like defunct. Whereas like Liverpool can just grind those games out and just have like grinders and win ugly and shit. But when City are flowing and they just score five plus all regularly and it's like no one can ever stop them, you know, and they're they're the city from last year. So it's interesting, I think. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not panicking on any of my city assets. But that said, I feel I still feel okay with like just Sterling, even though Sane has like killed me in the last like month or so. I still feel like. Sterling's the main guy that I want, and I have him, and it's fine. Yeah, and I, I have Sané, Sterling, and De Bruyne, and I feel very fine with all three of them. Yeah, I mean, there it's a fair point because there are those other good guys now, you know, where it's like, you know, comparing a midfield of like, you know, Salah, Sterling, Son to Sterling, Sané, and Kev, you know, I'd probably take number one, but... There is a yeah, way. Well, that, I, have, I have Sun also. So yeah, I'm no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, from a overarching perspective yeah. of like different options. And now the United guys are emerging too. Even though Sun goes away in four weeks, so that'll be a thing. But yeah, it's interesting. There, there are like more good options now than there were. I think like three or four weeks ago. It seems like. I, yeah, I agree. But I, I definitely think that you just chill with your city assets because they're great. Yeah, one thing from this whole fixture fi- pile up in general is like. It almost leaves me like scared to do moves. Like I, I, I feel like just being ultra patient, especially in the fixture pileup, is like kind of good because it's just madness. I mean, there we saw almost no rotation this game week that just ended today, and me and you flew, and everything's great. But who knows? I mean, next game week we might run out eight guys, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. And it's just like making like taking hits and making all these like swapping premiums and all this shit. I'm just like. I don't know. I'm holding my guys for now, I think. Yeah, it definitely. It always happens when you do a move and you bring someone in who gets rested and you got rid of someone who starts. You know, it's, it's just impossible worst. to predict, which does make taking hits a lot more, you know, a lot more risky just because I mean, it depends on how long you're looking at holding the players you're bringing in. But just in the immediate term, making it up, yeah. you, know, you, you just don't know who's going to start and who's not going to start. So, right. Yeah. Definitely a, a little iffy, especially like you mentioned with your premium assets. You know, if everyone's fit, which they are, kind of the premium guys. You know, doing something like you know Hazard out or Sterling or Mo, like it, they're all good still. So it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure there are people that are doing like OBS to Kane right now, and it's fine. I don't like hate the move or anything, but. Obs is really fucking good too, you know, and App Brighton is still good too, and he's probably gonna brace again, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Um, Jabron James and Slack, besides Allison, what other keeper would you consider a set and forget for the rest of the season? There is no other one. I was gonna say Patricio is probably fine. Mm, I mean, I like, I- set and forget in turn, to me, means, especially from goalie, like emphatically with goalie, set and forget means like I'm not dying to make this transfer. Like I'm not going to, you know, really be like, fuck this guy, I need to make this transfer. I think Wolves are good enough. They're probably the seventh-ish best team and up there defensively underlying stats that like they'll trickle in cleans good enough that like you won't use a transfer on that spot, which is what set and forget means to me, you know? Yeah. 
That's fair. I, the other thing that must be said is it's set and forget until we use our wild card around game week right. three or so. So it's really for the next you know ten or so game weeks. So for, I'm sure you could look at fixtures like yeah. Pickford. I'm looking at as pretty good fixtures for the next twelve or so. You could go for him. Like so, I mean, I guess I was a little flippant in my response at first, but no, yeah, yeah I mean, it's like Fabianski. Even it's like yeah, he has his bad fixtures in the next you know whatever fifteen game weeks or whatever, but. You know, he'll rack up his save points, he'll get his bones, as long as the run isn't, like, atrociously bad. Like, he's fine. Like, set and forget in the keeper position kind of just means fine. If you're looking for someone who's going to be, like, fucking really good all season, it's just Allison. Yeah. Um, Fuck, why did I fucking get rid of him? That was so stupid. God, he's... Liverpool are so good. Um... Two questions on wildcard, speaking of that. It's Brian Kerwan on Slack. What's each of your preferred tactic for using your second wildcard? Most people use it in the last three to five game weeks of the season, which seems to reduce its effectiveness to me. And Sabra on Slack, rare Sabra sighting, welcome back. Follow up on what Brian said. After a season of so many firsts, is it a time for an earlier wildcard and some proper planning for use of the special functions such as triple captain? Um, I mean, we normally traditionally use our second wild card somewhere around the double game weeks when they get announced. You know, there's normally two big ones, so we either we either pick the first or the second one to pinpoint on our wild card and then go from there. But it's two. It's without knowing. I would never use the wild card, for example, until we know when the what the double game weeks are and what teams are involved in this kind of thing. So and the blanks until we ha- too. Yeah, and the blanks. So until we have that information, then I don't have an answer for you. But once we do, we'll definitely talk about it a lot more. But if you're using it like January 9th or something, I don't know what you're up to. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just you're you're going to be in really bad shape probably by the time the doubles roll around and everyone else is going to be flying. I don't know. It's I don't know what's right and wrong, but it's kind of just the thing where it's the way we've always done it and it's been successful, so I'm probably just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, and the new chip too, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, on Slack. I know Fraser returned this weekend, but is it worth holding either Born Bournemouth attacking assets? They have a terrible run, so even if they return, they're very unlikely to get ten plus points. Can't really hurt us. Kyle G on Slack. Cal Wilson only taking one shot against Brighton does not inspire confidence. Is he safe to hold for a few more weeks? See if he can sneak a few in, or is it time to ditch until game week thirty when the fixtures turn around? I still I feel like we've touched on this before, but it's still kind of the same mind. I feel like Callum's fine hold, even though they have tougher fixtures, depending on how important the rest of your players are in your team that have issues. But I, I don't think Fraser's a good pick at at all. Not even remotely close to being a good pick right now. Yeah, I think I agree, although I'm a little like less high on Callum than you, just because of the emergence of like Rash, I think. Yeah. Whereas you know, like Callum to me was like the standout guy and Bournemouth were the standout team of all of the strikers in this price range. Bournemouth like being the most attacking and free flowing, but now like United might just be way better than that. Probably will be with way better fixtures also. So it's like, yeah, I would probably just get rid. I mean, it's like, I I, I don't know. I mean, how burned are you going to get from away Spurs, away United, home Wofford, away Everton, home West Ham, home Chelsea, Away Cardiff, away Liverpool. It's like pretty bad for a while. Yeah, there's no, not, that's fair. There's really not many fixtures in there where I'm like, 
excited to own Callum. So I guess it's just kind of get rid as soon as you can or prioritize it, but probably look to get rid of Callum. Yeah, I think I think it's a time to safely move away from Bournemouth for a while and then maybe get them back after this huge run of really bad fixtures ends. I mean, from game week 30 to the end of the season, they have one difficult fixture and a lot of incredible ones, so maybe that's when we get them back in. Yeah, yeah, that sounds sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. Um, Hazel Rocket on Slack. Is there any reason to hone sit holds? Or sorry, is there any reason to own City defensive assets? And Bryce is holding Eric Ederson still reasonable. We haven't discussed him much. I hate goalie transfers, but it'd be great to free up cash from Fabianski. He's been ruining me. Yeah, City City defense has been horrible. Yeah, they haven't keep a, a clean in, in dog's ears. Um, I just still find it hard to believe that getting rid of Ederson is going to be like your most important transfer. But you know, if you want to free, yeah, if you want to save a mill and do Ederson to a four or five guy to you know free up money and double swap another spot, you can't can't really fault that. But for a straight swap, like I don't know, unless if you're getting Allison straight up and just fixing that position forever, what do you think? Yeah, I think I feel the same way. I I just don't believe that they're going to be like bad defensively all season and just stop keeping cleans. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me, but it's a really really bad run. Uh, they're just they're it's they're the type of team that's so good that they're one performance away from being like, you know, just going on a run of six straight clean sheets and scoring three plus in every single game and then it's like, I don't know. So I'm trying to be really patient. I have Laporte and just hold, but it's been fucking bad. It's been really bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do. I, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. T- it's a really tough spot with City defense because, yeah, like you said, Laporte's on in a lot of teams. And, you know, do you still keep faith? He's fucking expensive. Even if, you, I mean, I guess if you bought him at like 5'5 five, five or something, that's okay. But his point, he's getting the same points as fucking. Federico Fernandez. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I bought him at 5'8. He's up to fucking 6'1, I think. And yeah. he, his points have been 1, 2, 1, 1, 2, 6, 2, 2. What the fuck is that? Be. Not ideal. It's not good. Not ideal. We'll see on Slack. Oh, this one's for me. It says, Alon, what do you think of Lovren as a punt for Balbs for the coming weeks? Injured guys coming back, but Lov is good and great for Bones. Team has bad fixtures, but Ov's the best defense. A lot to consider. I like the Lovren punt right now, I think. I mean, Matip is out for a while, I think to the end of January, and Gomez is out till at least like mid-January, maybe end of January. I mean, who knows what happens when they all come back and there's always the chance of setbacks and all that stuff, and Lovren is just good and has been good, and he's ridiculously cheap at 4-9. I mean, uh, Arsenal and City coming up are really tough clean shots, but bookending those are home Newcastle, away Brighton, home Palace, home Leicester. Like, those are incredibly good clean shots for a team like Liverpool. They should probably all be cleans, to be honest, so... If you're transferring in a guy and he gets you three to four cleans in, in five or six weeks, like that's pretty good. So yeah, I think it's just it's just a tough one because it's him playing coincides with the other players continuing to be out, and when two of the next three are so bad, 
Yeah. That, you know, you need him to play at least through game week 23. So you have three good starts in those five. For, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is definitely possible. I mean, that's January 19th is the Palace fixture. Yeah, that, that give seems you three good, so. likely. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's your read on the situation, then that's probably probably a good good shout. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Lovren at 4-9, you can't really go wrong. Well, and the thing with Liverpool is they've been so ridiculously good defensively is that, like, obviously home, Arsenal, away City are not, like, Great clean shouts, and I don't think they'll be cleans, but they easily could be. And like a home Arsenal, certainly that would yeah, be like a stunner. That, At City would be a stunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's been done, so yeah. you know it could happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cameo and Slack. What three premiums would you build your team around for those of us on wild card? God, people are still wild carding. Yeah, it must be nice. Eric's on um, wild card. Course he is. He's on wild. He's probably going to make like three moves. <laughs> yeah, Steve is perfect. He it's goes son to phrase this week, and then he pops wild card. Ridiculous! It's, it's so funny um, too because sneakily, this is the best week ever to wild card because you're going to get point three rises on four United players. <laughs> so you can yeah, just you'll choose, get a double rise. Yeah, yeah. you just get you're just flying in value on those guys. Yeah, yeah that's a good job. Um. Guess it would probably be like Raz, Kane, and Mo. If that's even doable, it might not be doable. I think I would still go without Mo on a wild card. I would just, you think so? I would just plan to get him in for game week twenty two and probably hold him for the rest of the season. I mean, I think yeah. there's a reasonable chance he's rested home Newcastle with only two days off before home Arsenal, and then another like two or three days off before away City, biggest fixture of the season. Um, if there's ever a time to maybe give him a rest, I think it's home Newcastle. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a really bad three fixtures to bring in a, someone who's thirteen million. You know, uh, it's just not what you want. So I, okay. I think I would still dodge him on wild card and, and just plan to get him in. Um, so who would your third guy be besides? Would it be Obs or Has? Probably be Son. Well, son, is that a premium? He's like yeah, eight he's change right premium. now. What he's is not it? Premium. No, yeah, he's eight fair. five. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have three premium. Is really the answer, I guess. It's, yeah, I mean, like, you could still do Sane and Son and shit. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, I think Obs is a great pick, but like eleven five. Yeah, I just don't know. And then you know, if you're planning on going to Mo in four weeks time or whatever, three weeks time or whatever, it's it's harder because obviously Obs is a forward, so it'd have to be a double move. Just gets a little more complicated, I think. Yeah. Um, but definitely Raz and Kane. You I, think? I think definitely Raz and Kane. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine I, with that. I can't like really make an argument against those two. I mean, Kane, yeah. Kane being number one, I think of of all of them. Yeah. Just so Brian, uh, he's going to start getting points. Yeah, Kev is really fun pick and a very long term hold. So I I like that kind of pick traditionally on wild card. I, yeah. I definitely like Kev. Yeah. It is a good week's wild card with all these United boys back in town because those that, getting those kind of price slotted guys in who feel sexy and good is around the edges of the team is a really nice place to be. Yeah, around the edging of the team even. That's oh. <laughs> okay. TJCN okay. Slack, who are the best fifth midfielder slash fourth defender for the next five weeks? Uh, that's too specific. I don't know. That's very specific. There are two legitimately good picks at 4-5 mid though, which is 
kind of never Kamarasa, before seen. Yeah. Kamarasa is Kamarasa. like actually good and on pens and creates a lot of chances and on freeze and corners and shit. He's just good. And yeah. Hoiberg is also good. Like he's yep. he just bosses Southampton midfield. Really good passer. Can shoot from distance. I think he's banned for one game for for like yellow card accumulation. But both those guys are like actually fucking good. Yeah. I I mean I don't know what price point qualify. I agree with both those books. I don't know if price point qualifies for a fourth defender, but yeah. we mentioned Dean earlier. I still think that Everton, you know, with the they have good fixtures and they're just similar to kind of like Wolves, where I'm just thinking they're better than most of these other teams, the mid table and below teams who have the similarly priced players assets that I would feel safer with them. Um, so I, I think that I still think that Dean's a good pick. I think having an Everton defender is a good shout right now with the uh, with their fixtures getting a little bit easier. Yep. Um, yeah, I like that. Okay. <clears throat> I like Johnny too. I mean, he was he was like the budget alternative to Doc. I mean, he was in the box shooting against Liverpool and stuff. Like he he's not as crazy. He's not like a fucking striker like Doc is, but Johnny's in there and he's. Price dropped all the way down to fucking four three. It's ridiculous. So yeah, he's really cheap. He might be my Fernandez replacement. We'll yeah, see. And that's way too cheap for someone like yeah. him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's a good. good. Pick. Um, Andy on Twitter, like both of you, I've been without Salah for the last couple of weeks. Are either of you planning to bring him back in game week two, or or are you happy without him? If you do plan to bring him back, do you think you'd sacrifice Harold or a premium mid like Sterling for a straight swap? Um, definitely planning on bringing him back in, but like you're mentioning, probably around 22 is when I'll be considering it. But I'm not 100% sure about it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's playing striker this season. He's not just having to run up and down the wings like he was last season. And you know, he's obviously in and around a double return pretty much every time he plays. But you could say that about a lot of other players who are at least a million and a half cheaper than him. And, Kane, it just remains to be seen with Kane because Kane still has an absurd fixture run for the most part. So, you know, if I were to get Mo, it would probably be at the expense of Kane, but there are a lot more midfielders I like than forwards. So it's not as simple as that because I would have to find a capable forward replacement who I'm going to be happy with and, and also losing a midfielder who I have in my team who I like a lot. So, I mean, Sun obviously is going to need to go soon when he goes to South Korea. He, okay. They have age. Asian Cup games like every month. They have so many fucking tournaments there. It's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to be able to find five million to upgrade Sun. Obviously, there. So I'm, I just don't know. Honestly, I don't know. If it were to be someone, it would probably be Kane, though. Because if I got Mo, and I would be, have to be saying, "Okay, I'm going to captain you a lot." And if that's the case, then I don't want to have a twelve-five and a thirteen million player on my team. <clears throat> right, and I do think that that would be the case. I mean, I think if you bring, oh god. Just drop my phone or some shit. Uh, I do think if you bring him in game with 22, and I would like to, too, I haven't really planned on how to figure that out yet, but I want to bring him in. But, yeah, I think he would be the standout captain pretty much, you know, most weeks. I mean, there's not many fixtures where I don't think he'd be the best captain, especially getting getting around away City, which is his worst fixture in game week 21. Like, from there on... Their worst fixtures are away United game week twenty seven, home Spurs game week thirty two, home Chelsea game week thirty four. Like every other fixture is captainable, so that's none pretty of those good. are those are all good attacking fixtures. Yeah, and those are all fine. Like yeah. there's none like away City's really the really bad one. So 
It's yeah. still the the bonus point thing. It's beating a dead horse, but it must be said it's insane. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. I, I mean he they had a two they had a two nil game where he was involved in both goals and he got a goal and he like gets one bonus point. Allison made a few saves and he out bonus pointed him. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, he's just that's the, a big deal. It's a big the deal. Perfect player to like prove that the bonus point system is so bad because he gets punished way more than everyone on bonus. It's ridiculous. But also I was talking to Derek about this too. Like one thing that kind of goes overlooked, he gets a clean sheet every single week. Clean sheet point. Well, a lot of weeks. Yeah. I mean, he has 11 on the season. Like that's a lot of points, you know, and it's probably going to be another 11 in the second half of the season or something like that. So that's true. It's almost like he's like, Starting with a bonus point every week or most weeks, so you know it, yeah, it's a little bit of balancing out, and it's also part of the reason why he doesn't get as many bones. If Liverpool weren't cleaning every match, yeah, and their defenders get so many bones with the pass completion, yeah, and VVD just scoring goals for fun, and yeah. Robbo gets bonus points for fun, yeah, exactly. Um, Two more questions. Thomas on Twitter, what's your view on mid-price defenders? I've got Keen for some reason. I need to get rid. Not sure where to jump to with no Trent. Um, we we kind of talked about this already with Dean and yeah. Lovren and stuff. Yeah, even Basically, uh, the defenders just feel like, other than Liverpool defenders, just a bunch of uh, fucks. Yeah, I mean, There's Alonso, no... of course, hits the inside of the post this oh, week. Yeah. Like, fuck my to. dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on a little bit of a... Well, he's been on a... that for another day. Yeah, very just in terms of the Yeah, but just in terms of the clean sheet shots, it's, you know, none of the top... Te- we see City downturn big time with the cleans, and Chelsea are always like, you never know what's happening there. It's just not a lot. I mean, Spurs defense is still obviously bad. They have like, unfortunately, Davinson Sanchez's back fit for them. Um, so you know they're always gonna have issues. So there's just not a ton there, which is why you know I, I still like you know if you have your most expensive defender outside of Liverpool is like five million and you're just rotating around. You know you you'll find some cleans and you'll yeah, be I able like to that. scrape by. It's I mean that's kind of where I've been and it's been okay. It hasn't been great, but it's been okay. It's kind um, of the best part about the rise of the midfield, I mean, uh, mid-table, is that there's like Watford, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, West Ham, or all, maybe not West Ham, but those other, Ham. those other ones are like all but like if you have, okay if you have with four, cheap defenders who attack, and it's like fine. Like if you have Rabo or you have VVD or Rabo and you have four defenders from those four teams you just said, that's, per, that's a great defense. I don't know how they yeah, rotate, but like you'll, you're happy with that back five, and it's not going to cost you much at all. You put Johnny in, you have Dean at five, you have, you know, they're not expensive players, and you'll have a really good defense. So I think that's right. You know, Chilwell's yeah. five. Or whatever that would be, that, that's a nice job. We so, have to like mention that. again. I just remembered is Cola. Also, I mean, he missed the one uh, game. Yeah, yeah. He came back. Yeah. He was just he looked so good against Burnley. Yeah, got, got his assist. Got, assist. Yeah, yeah. got a bone. He's just great. Yeah, good call by you. Um, and lastly, Stephen on Twitter. Oh no, I already put, did this one. This one was the the city question. Good job by you, Stephen. Um, right. Yeah, that's it for questions. Anything? Anything else you want to talk about? I'm actually the only thing because you were not on Slack. What was your take on Liverpool's performance against Wolves? Um, one the the most 
Like you get a lot from listening to the Anfield rappers, and part of that is they're all always at the match, like the post game show and stuff. And one of the things I've I've literally never heard them talk about this ever in a in a post match pod. Apparently, the weather was just beyond bad. Like they were yeah. saying, it was just like monsoon winds, like the hardest rain ever, and just incredible winds and. Hearing that gave me a lot of relief because it was so sloppy. I thought both yeah. teams were really sloppy and the game in general was really ugly and Liverpool did incredibly well to win 2-0. That's what yeah. I thought. And just All like right, Salah and VVD just were just both unbelievable. Hendo and Fabinho I thought were really good and you know they, they just grinded it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go on. Okay, cool. So, captains, what are you looking at this week? Um, definitely going to be on Kane. So we're talking about Kane, home Bournemouth. That's a fabulous fixture. Yeah. I mean, that's just, again, it's a similar game playing Everton. They're not going to park. They have Steve Cook. They're <laughs> going to be close in that game, I think. So, um, you know, a little bit concerned with Ollie going off. I don't know if he's going to miss out, which would be a big miss. Um, just because, you know, he creates space, does a lot, and it's he's a so big good. drop. He's so good. And it's such a big drop-off if they have to play Lamella instead of him. So I don't know about that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty much going to be stuck on Kane. At Leicester for City is pretty pretty okay fixture, but it's, it's, not great. Kind of a, it's not great. It's still a pretty tough place to play. And Puel's going to park to Fox, so... I, a three three nil or something wouldn't surprise me, but I I don't I don't love the cap there, and I don't have Mo. So you were shouting a Mo potential rest. I don't think he will be rested. I wouldn't be worried by, about that. But I think that's a neck and neck one with between Kane and Mo. If you have really, both of them. I, I don't, I don't like I Newcastle. You think it's so much better for Kane. Yeah, I think it's much better for Kane. Oh. I mean, Newcastle are obviously really fucking bad, but. And they're tough. Like they, they don't get battered. I and mean, they've played every other top six team in the league, obviously, so far. And everyone's beat, barely beat them by one goal. They have like a good, good goal differential, which is, you know, part of the reason why they're always like kind of safe from relegation. And they've conceded the six fewest goals in the league. Like they're just, it's another one similar to Wolves, where obviously Salah double returned, so it would have worked out fine if you kept Salah against Wolves. But to me, it's similar, where it's just like it's just like a low ceiling. Like this has one nil or two nil written all over it to me from Liverpool, and very little chance of being like a five nil because Newcastle yeah. are just so tight, tight. and sure. they just fifteen percent possession, just dog shit like bus, you know. Yeah, I just whenever I see Anfield against a bottom seven, bottom yeah. six team, I'm just you know ugh, that's good. So like to yeah, me, no. it's like if Liverpool score early, there's the potential for that. Whereas for Spurs, I feel like no, it doesn't. They don't have to score early. Like there's always potential for just like three goals in five minutes or something crazy. It's just like Bournemouth yeah. are just bad at defending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with that. So yeah, so I guess Kane's looking good. Yeah, I think Kane, Kane is looking really good. Um, cool. And then, so what are you looking at moves wise? So Firmino is a ridiculously huge problem. Yeah, I it's time to get rid of him. I cannot remember watching him play. He's, I, I don't even know. I don't have words at this point when I watch him. It's just, it's, it's madness. It's just madness when I watch him play. <laughs> yeah, it was another, that was actually another like interesting slash funny moment on. And field rap because you know Neil is such a fucking genius, and he was just like 
Salab does he plays both roles from last season. Like last season it was Salah on the right and Firmino in the middle. And now Salah just literally does both. Like he goes out wide when he wants and cuts in and he plays down the middle when he wants. And Bob just like he's just behind him, just grinding with he's just like, what do I do? Like where do I get my shots? Like what's going on? And Salah's just like bossing everything all the time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That happens and Mane also continuing his trend from last season never passes to him. To Bob? Yeah, yeah, interesting. He never, he never passes to him. It's insane. Maybe they made a bet on who scores more or something. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's a huge issue in my team because yes. I really cannot keep carrying him. He's so expensive, so expensive, and I'm just he's fucking my whole life up. So I need to do something about that. But it, the other issue is like, I mean, we had this the little brief um, divergent earlier talking about getting in like Rashford is. I don't want to just do the straight swap and just leave like two mil in the bank when I could be putting it to use, you know. So I don't know where I want to go with him. Um, if I were to get Rashford, I would just be really tempted into taking a hit and putting the money into like 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 I have Kearney, who's just created zero chances and had zero shot attempts against Newcastle, and the team doesn't score, so he seems like he's not going to come good. And that was just a fucking horrible pick by me. The thing is, you also have Rondon. Yeah, well, that's why. Like, I could just hide Rondon, or you know, which would be fine. I could just hide him on my bench, first of my bench, and go three five two. And so, how who would you be able to upgrade Kearney to? Like, what money? I could get Lingard. Have? That's what I'm saying. Like, I could get Rashford and Lingard for for me on Kearney and go three five two and put Rondon on the bench. That's fucking good. That seems yeah. really good. And I mean, then Rondon is so good for first on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it would be a hit, which would be bad, obviously, but. Yeah, Rondon yeah. first on the bench would be nice, especially since that'll definitely come off in the next couple of weeks. Even though Newcastle have bad fixtures, so I don't know. I, I'm I will think about it. I I think the Rashford other option would be like Bob up to OBS, I guess, which isn't an option because I'm not downgrading any of my good players. Um, and you couldn't do it by downgrading Rondon. No, no, not at all. I need to at least two million. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, so I'm not sure because I was also looking at Rondon to Ings, but I, as much as I love Ings, obviously, the thing that is a little bit troublesome is he has two horrible fixtures in 20 and 21. So I'm, it's you know, it's yeah. kind of and what, he only had one shot, there? which was the pen. It was not the most encouraging performance. Yeah, so that's a little bit iffy, especially. I mean, Rondon could be started in game week 20 at Watford isn't great, but it's not you know it's not unstartable. And home United isn't that bad. I, they still can't defend so. I don't know. I'm tempted to hold Rondon. I'm I'm liking. I am liking this Firmino to Kearney deal. I, I think that could be big. That's like a big ceiling move. I mean, it's a it's yeah. That's the, that's like a huge team structure and money allocation change, which is kind of the exact example that I feel like you and I were giving on a good time to take a hit, where it's like yeah. a drastic move for two long term holds. And yeah. like a you know a structure that you couldn't get to otherwise or something like that. Yeah, it yeah, is that, just that seem good. it is nervous, nerve wracking rather to put in two questionable you know nailedness ish type players in Rashford and Lingard when I already have three City midfielders and Son who he benches occasionally. So that's a little <laughs> bit. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of sketchy. I mean, it's yeah, uh, it's it's still the pileup, but as soon as the pileup's over, it's probably not that bad. But 
Yeah, I need yeah. I need to think about it. I I really need to think about it some more. I have I still have point one buffer to that swap after Rashford didn't rise, but Lingard just rose, so I could think about it a little bit more. I need to I need to talk to probably some United United slackers. And yeah, see we what need to talk to Davy Boy and Aiden and shit. Um, what about you? What are you looking at? Well, yeah, I mean, I think my like long story short, I also need more time. I mean, Bilva is a hundred percent leaving my team. You could not pay me to keep him in his in the team, so that's done. But who am I going to get in? I'm not sure. And I also have two free, so I can really do anything. Like I could get rid of Callum. I could get rid of Mitro. I could get in a starter for Vinagre, who's no longer a starter. I could. You know, do some get rid of Laporte is not out of the question. I could dub, double swap Bilva and Philippe Anderson to like two sex merchants, or there's a lot on the table. I mean, I probably won't get rid of Philippe Anderson, that's too wild, but Bilva out and maybe Richarlison, maybe a United guy in, and then something else. I, I'm just not sure yet. I need more time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like all of those options. Yeah. Bilva out is the only them. sure thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's nice. Obviously, they have two frees. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two frees yeah. the way to be. Yeah, I mean, Richer United midfielder could be good. Yeah, Rash could be good because you like, could just, you could do Marshall and Rash in right or no? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's similar to what I'm talking about doing, but that could be good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure who to get rid of Mitchell or Callum though. They're both kind of just like uh, not sure. I. Th- I think probably I would get rid of Mitrovic. Yeah, it's just like at least he's the main man with decent fixture. But yeah, it's bad. It, it is bad, no question. Um, you just don't back them to score more than one goal a game ever, the way they've been going. Yeah, fucking, fucking Raineri just taking the wind out of the sails. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, something like that. I need time. We actually have a few days. I don't celebrate Christmas, so I'm just going to be tinkering with no friends. It's going to be great. All right. You'll have Crimbo with your uh, transfer page? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's do, let me slap some uh, asses, some patron anus slaps, new Patreon friends need their asses slapped. We got a bunch this week. We got Peyton Belanger. He told me how to pronounce that, so I threw a little accent on there. We got Jeff Dodds, Dottie. We got Atletico Ham, Hammer. We got Mitch Bork, Captain VVD Merchant in. We got Stian Brandvold, interesting name. And we got Rick Sharma, Rick spelled R-I-K. What does that say to you? I don't know, nothing. It says Rick Smiths to me. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that's it. Thank you for uh, signing up. New friends. Love new friends on the pod. And uh, yeah, I think that was a fucking good rundown, dude. Sunday night. Have a happy holidays, everyone. What's up? So what's our, we're next potting on Thursday? Yes. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday pod. Thursday yep. pod. And then big TBD on the next pod after that. So we'll have to figure it out and we'll let you know. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's okay, it. I'll sound I'll sound like an alive human by Thursday. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can fucking spit some loogies up by then. Uh, any last words? Any last coughs or sneezes or anything? Blow your nose? <laughs> no, you're, you have enough to edit out already. Check us out! At FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash FML. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers!
Social Podcast Network.